Let us pray. Most loving and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for this day. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. On this last Sunday of Advent, as we're days from the celebration of Christmas, we finally get readings that point to that first coming of Jesus. And we have several significant things happen in this encounter between Mary and Elizabeth. Perhaps the, the most powerful aspect of this is that encounter that happens unspoken between Jesus and John the Baptist. Neither who has been born yet, but even in the womb, John the Baptist has the recognition and responds to who Jesus is, even before he is born. This prophet who in the physical world will go and proclaim, as we've heard, prepare the way, the one who's coming, that that ministry and mission that God gave him, he recognized even before he was born of who Jesus is. And his response is to, to leap for joy, for Jesus is among him. And then that leads to the encounter and the song that we hear proclaimed by Mary, where she testifies to who God is and what he is planning to do. And her song is really a song of hope, of what is to come, of those realities that she knows to be true, but she hasn't seen yet. She has a promise from God of what will be. And she sings out in praise and in hope of those things to come. And it's, it's the, whole, the whole narrative of Jesus coming among us is quite remarkable since he, God chose this young unmarried woman to be the bearer of Jesus Christ. One whom uh, society did not value very high. One whom people probably would not have listened to based on the fact that she's a female, based on her economic status, based on the fact that she's not married. She has all the cultural strikes against her. And this is the vessel that God chooses to come among us. And I think right from the beginning, Mary is testifying to the fact that Jesus comes to the least and the lost and the lowly and the broken. All these things of hope that she proclaims in her song, which we know is how the Gospels unfold. That it's all of the people uh, in the categories that I just mentioned, they encounter Jesus, they recognize him for who he is, and their lives are forever transformed. And who are the ones have, that have trouble 
seeing Jesus and receiving who he is. Uh, all the religious people, all the people who have studied all of the things, all of the wealthy people, all throughout the gospel. It's not like we say, well, we have that one story and you're kind of stretching this. Every, it's like every encounter where he works, Jesus is with the sinners and the tax collectors and the poor and the marginalized and the hurting and the broken. And if we've ever been in that place which at some point we were hurting, at some point we were broken, we remember how we felt at that moment and at that very moment, Jesus' presence in and through us, working with us to see us through. It's that hope, because when you get in that place, uh, we can spiral a lot of things in our head that make life seem pretty hopeless. I mean, Mary could have said, nobody's going to believe this story about, oh yeah, the angel came and God said you're going to bear the Son of God and He's going to be the Messiah and I know you're not married and yeah, this is a, this is a great, great lie you've made up there, Mary. Nobody's going to believe that. And in fact, depending on Joseph's response, uh, the law would say, oh, well then she should be stoned. So her life's on the line. And she doesn't sing out a song of terror. She doesn't say, this is hopeless. What are we going to do? But the spirit and power of God so powerfully moving in her, she sings out in hope, my soul glorifies the Lord and rejoices in God my Savior. For he is mindful of his lowly servant. Right there, we too give thanks to God that he's mindful of us. And often, I've heard people say, well, you know, God's so busy and I'm not very important and who am I? But Mary's song of hope is we're important enough to God that he's mindful of us in our brokenness, in our lowliness, each and every single one of us. From now on, she says, people will call me blessed because the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. That in hope she points to the greatness of God. For his mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. A hopeful song of the proclamation of the mercy of God from generation to generation. The persistence of his love and his grace and his mercy. For he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but the rich he has sent away empty. Again, a song of hope that when we're, when we're low, when we're humble, when we're hungry, those are the times that God powerfully comes to be among us, to satisfy those needs. And the hopeful song of ours should be with Mary that we trust that he can reach down and raise us up. That he will fill us when we seek him when we're hungry. Because she reminds us he has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful 
to Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he said to our fathers. What a, what a testimony that, that Mary gave in this encounter. And I think as we approach the coming of this Messiah, and in fact she proclaims this, this powerful God, and then we know in a few days we'll celebrate His coming among us as a helpless infant, dependent upon others for everything. And we see the vulnerability of God as He comes among us. We see that uh, juxtaposition that we have to, to wrestle with in our faith of, of the all-powerful God and the way that he exercises this power is to come among us as an infant. And these are the kind of things we scratch our head and say, we've got both of these things at the same time. But Jesus comes to be with us. And Mary gives that song of hope of what this child, not yet even born, will bring about. And it's that same cry in us that should cry out day in and day out, recognizing who God is, what Jesus has done for us, and the fact that our God is a God of love and mercy and grace. And He will fill us when we're hungry, and He will raise us up when we are low, and He will patch us back together when we are broken. For that's the very reason that He came. We see it right from the beginning, we see it right throughout the Gospels. And it's that truth that should make Christians always be people of joy and hope. Because this God that Mary is testifying about is the same one who we know and love and are here to encounter. And may He so powerfully impact our lives that we can't help but sing just as Mary did. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you that Jesus came among us to be with us, to rescue us, to raise us up. We pray that as we approach the celebration of Christmas, that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to show us more and more what your presence among us means. May we come to fully understand who you are, who we are in you and what you've done for us. And with joyful hearts, may our songs be the same as Mary. May we sing out with joy and hope for who you are and what you've done. And we ask all this through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.